I know is that if like Pat McGrath, who was like the number one makeup artist in the world, if for some like miracle I had the opportunity to assist her, I would grab her coffee, I would wash her brushes, whatever she needed me to do, even though I've been doing makeup for a long time, I would do it. Because it's not about ego. It's just about like, you know, understanding opportunities and being thankful for them. Welcome to the Beauty Boss Confidential. My name is Ren and I'm a beauty blogger, new mom, makeup artist, and owner of my own makeup academy in Atlanta, Georgia. My name is Nalani and I'm a cosmetic tattoo artist and instructor. I run a busy permanent makeup studio and academy in Atlanta as well and also manage a small team. We're two modern women trying to juggle it all from building our empire to being a wife and navigating being a new mom all while making time for ourselves. We're here to share with you the behind the scenes of what it's really like to run a successful beauty business from marketing to business strategies and trying to find that perfect work-life balance. Let's dive right in. Hey guys, it's Ren and Nalani. And we are back with another episode of Beauty Boss Confidential. So today's topic is going to be all about assisting and mentoring. And the reason why I wanted to talk about this today is because me and Nalani have been through it. Like we've started from the bottom. Now we're here. And one of the things that really consistently makes a big difference in your career is about who you know, right? So one of the greatest ways to expand your network and increase your skill level, your expertise is through assisting. So that could mean basically shadowing another artist, getting some on the job experience, but there are definitely some do's and don'ts that you have to be aware of. So I'm going to give you some tips and Nalani is definitely going to share some of her experience too. So first off, why do you want to assist another artist? Well, like I said, this is a great way to open up your network. When you're a newbie, a lot of times you don't have a lot of clients. You know, you're starting from scratch. And also you want to learn from another artist, from their skill level, their expertise. And an assistant is a way to basically open up job opportunities so that maybe that artist is not available. Then you can start doing work for them. So on a whole, it's a really great way to just learn and possibly get further work later on. Another thing that you have to realize, though, is oftentimes you're doing this for free. You are on the job working a full day and potentially not getting paid. The reason why you may or may not want to do this is because it's invaluable experience. Some people will actually pay for the opportunity to shadow other artists, but you might even be lucky and get an assistant fee. But either way, If you're really about this career and you have a passion for it, this is something that you're going to want to invest in, even if it means not getting paid. So how exactly do you go about becoming an assistant? Well, one of the first things that you can do is begin to follow and develop a relationship with that person. So luckily, we have social media. When me and Nalani started, this was not around. So not everybody was on Instagram or Facebook. And, you know, we are pretty much separate. But nowadays, all you have to do is look someone up on Instagram, follow them, and you can even DM them, leave comments, and begin to form a relationship. You don't want to just hit somebody up out of the blue and say, hey, I'd love to assist you, and they have no idea who you are. So go ahead and start laying the groundwork, create that relationship, maybe even take classes with this person so they recognize you and they understand that you're invested and you're serious about it. 
Another thing that you want to consider is why is it worth their time to hire you? I don't know about you, Nalani, but I have tons of people who, you know, they want me to mentor them. They see that I've reached a certain level of success. And my question is like, okay, why you amongst all the other people who are asking me? So why is it worth it for me to have you coming into my area, onto my job to assist? Like what makes you different? Do you ever find that you have a lot of people asking to assist you, Nalani? And what do you look for in an assistant? They come here and there, um, not too often, but when I do get random emails, I honestly don't really, (laughs) really look at it because uh, the brow industry is a little different. I already kind of have my recruiting style. So I don't really pay attention to them. But what I would look for in regards to somebody joining my team is definitely more on the characteristic side, things that can't be taught like work ethics, personality, the go-getter attitude. I do believe that skill can be taught, but if somebody has the right attitude and they're just like a mediocre artist, and if they're the go-getter type of attitude, I would consider them more than if somebody already has that natural raw talent, but they don't have the right work ethics or they're unprofessional or they're lazy, not a complainer. That's a big one. That to me is first before skill. Definitely. I think that's a, a common theme we've talked about on this podcast a lot is that you know, it's really about who you get along with. No one wants to be hanging out with somebody all day who's annoying or who complains. You know what I mean? Like, it's a tough job as it is, like being on your feet all day and, and servicing someone. So someone with a good attitude, a good personality. And that's not something that, you know, we can teach. And maybe we're, we might not mesh like me and an assistant, but you might get along better with someone else. You know, some personalities clash and some go together. So you just kind of have to try it out and see and see if you'd be a good fit. Like a good example I'd like to give is if I ever hired a personal trainer, I would never want someone who's like that boot camp style that would like yell at me all the time because I'm like super sensitive. I need an encourager. I need someone who's going to be like, you know, gentle with me. And that's just because that's my personality type. But if you go to work for an artist, for example, who's like really like strict and by the books and like disciplined and you can't handle that, maybe that's just like not the perfect pairing for you. So that's another way of thinking about it, like whose personality style will you match? And then sometimes you have to kind of adjust your your, uh, work style and personality depending on the artist and the set too, you know? So a couple other tips that I want to give to be a good makeup artist or beauty or eyebrow assistant is that you want to be prepared. You have to know what the artist expects of you. The right expectations are going to determine your success on the job. That's going to require a conversation beforehand. What do they expect from you? If you're um, assisting a makeup artist, do they want you to actually do makeup? Are you there just to observe and just like help clean? Do you have to go fetch the lunch? What is it that they expect you to do because you don't want to go into a job and just like take over and they're looking at you like, what are you doing? Like, that's not your place. Or you don't want them to think that you're lazy because you don't want to be all up in the mix. This is so easily solved by just opening your mouth at the beginning and asking, Hey, you know, what do you, what do you expect from me on this job? What are some of the things that you'd like me to do or not do? 
it's those kind of things that will really set you up for success later on. Another thing that I would definitely suggest is pay attention on the job, consistently be on task, don't be on your phone, and like learn as much as possible. You know, sometimes it, it's, it is long days and you're just watching, but you never want to be on your phone or you never want to be chatting with other people. You just want to be there to do the work. You know what I mean? So that way you actually learn and then you can be proactive. And that's what I know as an artist that I love is when someone can kind of think exactly what I'm thinking. And if I'm about to like put mascara on, they're grabbing me a spoolie, for example. I know that's one of the big pet peeves of some artists is when they see like some of the assistants maybe being lazy or being chatting or not really being on task because we're here to work. You know, of course it is social sometimes, but you know, that's not the job. Have you ever like run into that like on set? back in the day when you're doing makeup or any jobs, Nalani, like behavior on set? Yeah, I've never had someone assist me and I didn't really have uh, opportunity to really assist anybody. Like I said, or like you said earlier, when we started, it wasn't that common. It wasn't that easy um, to just reach out to somebody, but I did observe an assistant give their business card to to the party that they're assisting. And that is a no-no. That is an unspoken no-no. When you go and help another makeup artist out with assisting, you definitely should not hand out your business cards. That's unspoken. I think that's that's rude. And if you want it to, you know, keep in touch with the that party that you're doing makeup for or assisting with, then you definitely have to ask the person you're assisting. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think a lot of people might not even think that. They might just think they're being on the ball and they have their, their business cards and they're ready. Why? You got to explain, break it down for them, Nalani. Why is it wrong to pass out your business card? Because maybe people just don't, they don't get it. Yeah. So when you're assisting somebody, um, especially like as an apprentice, it's basically your mentor's like client. So it's kind of like going behind their back and just like going over them to get business. So I think it's one of those things where it's not right. If you want it to work with that party again, I think you need to go to the main person that booked the job. So that's my opinion. But if you're helping a friend out, like I definitely have had other makeup artists, like say, for instance, we have a bridal party of 12. Obviously, I, I cannot do that, that many people like there is impossible time wise. So I would have a friend on the same, you know, the same skill level as me come and help in that instance, you know, you, I would say that's okay. But if someone is working if you're working under somebody, I think it's pretty rude because that's not your client that you booked. And you might have a yeah. difference in opinion on this, friend. I'm not sure. What's your stance on this? Oh, no, I totally agree. I think that you have to know your place. And I can tell you if some if I saw someone passing a business card to my client, it's almost like you're trying to steal my client. You know what I mean? And it's like I brought you on this job to help you out. And now you're trying to take my client like basically that's what it boils down to. Even if you might not mean any ill will against it, it's pretty much going to guarantee that you will not be assisting me anymore after that. 
Right. And also, I want to say, like, if if another makeup artist brought me for their bridal party and if we're on the same skill level, I personally still wouldn't hand out my card to them. I would actually dim my personality a little bit. Um, I wouldn't, like, try to take that light from their makeup artist too much. That's just me, though. I don't know. What do you think, Ren? Girl, that is real. That's actually, I know it sounds weird unless you've been there before, but I'm going to tell you about a story. So this was back when I was like doing the whole YouTube beauty blogger thing. And I had a lot of people who were kind of emailing me, asking me to assist. And I brought this girl on who um, was a new blogger and she was a new makeup artist. And she seemed really friendly. And, you know, I was like, okay, cool. So I brought her onto a bridal gig with me and she was just talking to my clients way too much. Like she was being a little too sparkly. And I know that might sound <laughs> kind of bitchy, but like, I was kind of like, Hey, 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 my client, like, and like, they were becoming like BFF. And I was like, this is not, not the right time for that. You know what I mean? Like you just have to be aware of the situation and of your role. So basically like they were kikiing the whole time. And I felt like I was the outsider. So when you say like dim your personality a little bit, it's just because you there are different roles and you just have to understand like where you need to be in that. I was like getting a really, a really weird feeling about it. So then what ended up happening later on is I found that she actually stole my work and was pretending like it was her work. Mm. Okay. So I was like, <laughs> what the heck? And then she started talking smack about me like to other bloggers making me seem like I was crazy because I confronted her about it. And I was like, this felt like, it was like that movie. Did you ever see that movie back in the day called Single White Female? <laughs> I don't know if you remember that movie. No. <laughs> okay. Well, basically the premise is like this r- girl has a roommate and she seems super cool, but she tries to be her. And then she like oh. tries to steal her life. That's what I kind of felt like. I was like, you're just like kind of stealing my life here. And it was a learning lesson for me because I was like, tr- I got to trust my gut sometimes. And like, you just have to be like, mm, if this person is showing this side, like that's not someone you want to you have around you because it's your business. Like you don't mess with my pockets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you just got to let the main person take the stage. Like you have your own stage, like you do it at your own time and clients. Like you don't have to outshine the person that brought you on. That's, yeah. it's not right. Aside from, you know, aside from, yes, you're, you're doing whatever it takes to build your business. But at the same time, this is like, it's beyond that. Like, if you're that type to do what it takes to throw people under, under the bus to get ahead, then that's bad karma on you. I'm sorry. Like, for us, our, for me, my job is not who I am as a person. My job is just my job, but my character is my character. That's how I live my life, you know? So I don't know. <laughs> exactly. And the, like I, I'm all about like, you just have to be a good person and just like play fair, you know, work hard because all that shady stuff c- definitely comes back to you. And like, no one wants to work with those backstabbing types for sure. Like it, like the word gets around. So mm-hmm. like another thing I wanted to mention too is leave your ego at home. So Clearly, like we all have confidence in our work and we think that, you know, you know, we all want to be the best that we can be. So if you're going into an assisting opportunity, when we say like dim your sparkle a little bit, we what we also mean is like, don't feel like you're doing something beneath you. 
because it everything is an opportunity to learn. And like we all have to, you know, start from the bottom. So all I know is that if like Pat McGrath, who was like the number one makeup artist in the world, if for some like miracle I had the opportunity to assist her, I would grab her coffee, I would wash her brushes, whatever she needed me to do, even though I've been doing makeup for a long time, I would do it. Because it's not about ego. It's just about like, you know, understanding opportunities and being thankful for them. So that's another thing that I think is really good as an assistant is if you leave the ego at home and like show appreciation. Like we we talked about little things that you can do that, you know, aren't like a big monetary, you know, burden. So you could write a thank you note to the artist. You know, you could like leave a positive review on their page or testimonial or Anything like that, that doesn't require any money, but it kind of shows like, hey, she's going that extra mile. So I just know she's going to be like that extra great makeup artist. And it's going to encourage me more to continue to use you and recommend you for further jobs. Mm-hmm. You got to do things that will stand out. It'll separate you from you against 20 other people that might be trying out for the job. Definitely. So a couple of other tips about what to do to separate yourself. And this might not even be separating yourself. This is just basics is that you always want to show up early. And I think that a lot of people hopefully know that like when you show up to a job, you don't want to show up when it's time to be there. You want to show up so that way you have time to park, you have time to get to your seat, you're not out of breath. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) Like you want to be always early for any job. And that way, like, for some reason, maybe your if your artist is running late, you can help and be like, you can get things set up to make their job a little less stressful. So that's one basic. Another thing is you want to look the part, you know, like in the beauty industry where we always wear black, but we look cute. We look put together. And they always say, like, in any industry, you dress for the part that you want to be. So, you know, even though you're a makeup artist assistant, potentially, you don't want to look like you're like the hired help. You still want to look like you're a makeup artist and you want to, to look the part. Like I remember for, for the Makeup Academy, um, we sometimes get people like other companies look for artists to do di- certain jobs. And I remember Benefit was hiring for an event. So we sent a couple of students and then one of the students apparently showed up and she was not looking right. So the <laughs> the company was like, they mentioned it. They were like, she or her hair looked dirty, her clothes were linty. And mm. you know what that that just made me embarrassed. Like I as like, you know, the referring person and company, I just was like, oh my God, that makes us look bad. Like you're a representation of the person who you're working for or, or assisting. So like you just have to remember that. They will not hire you again after that if you don't, you know, go in representing their brand as well. So like if I go on to a gig. And like, I see you coming in with like a uber, uber fabulous, like hot pink leopard print outfit because you think you're cute. I'm going to be like, that is not the brand. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, has what would you do? Like if you had an, uh, another brow artist kind of come up looking su- super duper fabulous, like they're the celebrity. Like, what would you think? What do you mean? Like, extra? like, you know, like, extra? like there are some celebrity makeup artists who like, act like they're the celebrity (laughs) you know what I mean (laughs) and it's like are you the talent or are you the makeup artist maybe that's just because I'm old school and I think that like we're we're the service providers 
And that's why like we wear the all black and we still look cute, but it's like, you know, we're not trying to steal the show. Yeah. I mean, I would rather have someone overdressed than underdressed though, to be honest. Um, I mean, that's a good point. But like if someone's showing up with like a big old, like, and I've seen this on, on set before, if they show up with like a big old like hat that's like all loud and it's like, you know, out of place, it's just distracting sometimes. Like, <laughs> okay, I understand what you're saying now. I understand. Okay, so because as a, 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 a beauty professional, we have to just fade in the background. So if you have all these distractions, these accessories, then it's going to be too busy for, say, for instance, behind the scene pictures or putting too much attention on their attire. I get what you're saying. I get what you're yeah. saying. <laughs> and I, I think you can still look cute. Like you can still be like, like you can rock your, your accessories and like put some like black, you know, like cute black pants on with like a little like textured, something cool looking black shirt. You can still look really, really fierce, but it's just like, you know, if you show up like completely out of part, like you, they think that you're getting your, your makeup done and you're not doing makeup, then it's just kind of like, okay, that's a, that's a big faux pas. And yeah. I, I think I have students who will do like a graduation photo shoot at the end of our course. And we tell them we're all black, look like a makeup artist because we have like models coming in and a photographer. And I have some students look like they are going to the club, like boobies all out, <laughs> short skirts. Yeah. Like high, 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 high heels. And I'm like, um, <laughs> sorry to cut you off. I'm going to say one thing. I worked at Mac, so like it was oh, like wow. all hands, like not everything was, you know, whatever you want it to be. So I was so used to that, you know, extraness at the counter. So it didn't honestly, it didn't really bother me. I actually, um, yeah, yeah. But I get what you're saying, though. If you if you're like super extra at like a bridal party, I would, as a bride, I would be really uncomfortable if somebody came in with like a hat and like a bird's nest on their hat because yeah. I'm thinking about behind the scene pictures for my wedding album. If, and if you have, um, if you have someone like that, you kind of probably wouldn't put that in there, you know? So I get it from the, like a bride's point of view, but if it was like a cool fashion show or something, I think it, it should be okay. In my opinion. Yeah. No, it totally makes sense to research the brand. I think that's, like Mac is like all out there, you Extra. know? So like <laughs> if I was going, let's say that like I wanted to work with Nalani and I was looking up beauty Buy and the beauty district and I was, what I would do because like I'm trying to be smart about it is I would look at your pictures of your staff and I would mm -hmm. see what they look like, like what the look is, you know, what they're wearing. Cause I don't want to be like, for example, I don't want to show up to work and look dumpy in comparison. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I kind of want to go with the vibe. So I know that you dress cute and like you like, like, you know, you want your, your staff to look cute too. So I don't want to be like looking there in like baggy pants and a baggy polo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I get what you're saying. Like you want to do your research to make sure that whatever you dress up, you have to be part of what the brand is. Exactly. And in general, I think research whoever you're trying to assist you know, you, you want to go into it like it's a job, like see what they've done before, what like what their skills are, um, like what what kind of makeup style they they do. So that way you're ready, because 
I remember um, I have some friends who do a lot of TV and film and they're in the union and they tell me all the time that they'll have people who want to like assist them and they'll just DM them because like they're doing big things like big productions. And then they tell me they'll, they'll check and that person isn't even following them. So it's mm. just like, it's kind of like a slap in the face, you know? Like, I'm like, mm. okay, you don't even really know me. Like you just want to, you just want to like get carried along. And like, as someone who's worked hard to get where I am, like I need someone who's going to put in the work too. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Amen. Yes. So I hope that this, these couple of points were helpful for you guys. Just remember like treat being an assistant, like interviewing for a job and do all the prep work, look the part, you know, act the part. And if you ever are not sure, just have open dialogue with whoever you're trying to work with. So that way, you know, you can set yourself up for success. Do you have any last thoughts, Nalani? I would say when in doubt, don't talk. (laughs) And just be observant. Like you mentioned before, if you feel that the artist you're assisting if, if she's reach, trying to reach for like a mascara wand or, you know, something, um, you, you kind of have to predict their next move. Don't talk and then just hand it to them. I think if you want to go the extra mile that way. So, yeah, I would much rather have someone just be a wallflower than to be all talkative and nosy. Yeah, I feel like people, they might not know that. Like they'll they'll think they have to be like super like, all chatty and try to win you over but I'm like hey we're at work here (laughs) you know what I mean so like save the socialization for like happy hour and like show me that you are paying attention and that you can anticipate my next move and like make my job easier and then that's really what's going to make me like you even more yeah I mean even this is kind of off topic but even when I was on um the shows I the reason why I think I got hired all the time <laughs> was because I was that like person that thought before like I was always watching my talent I never went off to socialize or chit chat or I was never MIA like I was always watching my talent and if I see that they're taking a sip I would run over there and make sure I give them a lip touch up you kind of have to be observant and beat them to the punch before they come looking for you. So that's how you would assist somebody else as well. Yeah, that's like the best advice. And I think that's something that you kind of learn on the job, you know, by paying attention and, you know, not being lazy and just like being proactive. So great advice. Well, I hope you guys took some helpful tips away. And if you have any other questions about assisting or if you have any fun stories and lessons definitely hit us up on social media and share and tag your friends too so they can hear this podcast so until next time that's it for now stay cute and confident hey guys it's Ren. i hope you're enjoying beauty boss confidential this message is for anyone who wants to take their professional makeup artist career to the next level my school industry makeup academy is certifying professional makeup artists in five weeks or less and i'm one of the instructors If you've always wanted to pursue your dreams of becoming a professional makeup artist or you feel like you need a little boost in your career, definitely check us out at www.imaatl.com. Thanks for joining us on the Beauty Boss Confidential. 
If you love this episode, go ahead and screen record your favorite part and tag us on Instagram. I'm Nalani at BeautyBot. And I'm Ren at Makeup by Ren Ren. We would love to hear from you. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you'll never miss an episode. And please give us a five-star rating and tell all your beauty bosses. Thanks again for tuning in. And we'll catch you next time.